We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast. Sagro and Barracuda as per usual, and we've got an episode um, for you here today. Barra. SPL plans were uh-huh. this week or this last weekend. Um, I messaged you Sunday night that I was very glad that we didn't oh, have yeah. the podcast that <laughs> night because one of the many days that we've had the podcast on over our uh, years of doing this, um, we used to do it on Sunday nights if you can remember that. And uh-huh. uh, I would have been losing my mind if uh, we had done it on Sunday because I was feeling some type of way. I haven't maybe ever. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me get out in front of this. Okay. I haven't. Um, when I was a caster, people would often ask, you know, it's no secret that I'm friends with SPL players like Barra or, you know, like Mike or Hurry or, or anyone like that. Um, and people would always let think that, you know, I just want their teams to win. And I want... All, all I care, all I cared about was good smite that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. my friends won, great. And if they didn't, unlucky. But that's just kind of like how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think in my life I've ever cared about a set more than I cared about uh, wargs versus gladiators on Sunday. Um, I really wanted the wargs to win. Um, uh-huh. you know, Sam is, uh, is one of my best friends and he's, uh, been having a little bit of a tough year so far and I really wanted him to make it and get in. And I was legitimately like, I'm not even trolling when I use this word. I was devastated that they lost. Like yeah. it, it was, oh, I can't believe they lost still, man. It literally is like, you know, I can only imagine how it is for the players, but and uh, but man, like I am still torn up about that loss. I could not believe it when I was watching it. It just doesn't really make sense, I guess. Like I know, just seeing how it happened just doesn't make sense. Like I, I still think that that team should be in SPL. Obviously, like they didn't play well enough to be in SPL, but like. There's no way a roster that stacked just doesn't make it in. Like, oh, 2-0. Like, yeah, yeah, that as well. And you got to watch them play that morning. Yep. And you got to watch them play that morning. Like, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I, it's hard to wrap your head around for sure. But I, I think it goes to show that that pressure is 
is real, you know? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And how could it not be? Like, it is just so such an important tournament mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, as soon as it gets tied 2-2, it's like, ah, oh, here we go. Like, it's going to... It's it's really hard to, like, keep it out of your head, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. man, I mean, both teams just played so, so sloppy. Uh, it was, that's why... Uh, but that's, like, fun for the... You know, it's not how I would want Worlds to go, but even at Worlds, like, I guess it wouldn't really bother me that much. Like, I used to get tilted over... Yeah. Middle of the split sloppiness and SPL. Like, that would tilt... Mm-hmm. You know, you'd hear me get tilted on cast a little bit from that kind of stuff. Like, we should be better than this. But mm-hmm. it is different when you're playing for that much on the line and it is more fun watching incorrect things happen uh pretty frequently unless you know you care a lot and are losing your mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah i felt the same way because like i was like this is the most fun smite i've ever watched and then as the set went on i just got more and more stressed out and i was like there are just unlimited amount of mistakes happening and i unlimited. don't know why there's no cap it's uncapped and they're just like obvious mistakes too yep. like it was the sloppiest most fun set I-, I think it's like one of the most fun set like i i tweeted like this is most or this is better than most world sets in my opinion just like the amount that was on the line um how involved the players got how emotional the players got yep like scary d showed more emotion (laughs) than some people when they win worlds like my man's was stoked i okay scary played so lights out and then also made so many stupid plays at the same time terrible plays but so sick sometimes i just couldn't like expect i didn't know what to expect bro and that's the thing okay like I didn't, you, you could give me the first three seconds of a fight if I can see, like, you know, relics and ultimates and who has what. I can tell you who's going to win based on the first three seconds of a fight, like, 95% of the time in an yeah. SPL fight, right? I think I had a 10%, like, hit rate on what I thought was going to happen when a fight started. Yeah. Surely they're going to use a relic here. Surely they're going to land, the, you know, off this CC. Surely this. And it's just whiff, whiff, no relic. Why is that guy walking that way? Why are we using this ability here? But it was like so... It was so intense and it was so fun. Like, God, it was such a crazy weekend of Smite. And it wasn't just Mm -hmm. that set, of course. Like, there were so many great sets throughout the week. And, you know, ultimately, like I said, I was really rooting for the Wargs because I was really Mm -hmm. rooting for Sam. But I'm really happy that that Snoopy and Bobby are are, are back in the SPL and um, they absolutely earned that spot. Bobby played lights out all week, I thought. I feel um, like this was kind of his statement back after he kind of had like uh well him and L Leon I think played really well. Bro, Andy um, went crazy that lamb. Yeah, there was okay. There's not a lot of times where I feel like okay, all respect to L Leon, but I feel like um sometimes his hype doesn't like match him, I guess, or mm-hmm. like the the fan hype Sure. I feel like he outperformed his fan hype at this event. Like, oh, for he sure, no doubt. Absolutely, there was no this event. There was no jungler better than him. Minutes one through twenty, there he just, just went crazy. There just wasn't. He set the pace really well. Uh, yeah, just at an unbelievable rate. Um, 
I was and, really proud of him, bro. He, yeah, I'm happy with he, how he, yeah. you know, happy for him. I was, you know, I'm always rooting for him, former teammate of mine, and um, mm-hmm. just absolute monster. Uh, and, you know, because of the community that he has, uh, be you know, being a larger streamer and all that kind of stuff, like, that comes with as much negative attention, if not more, yep. than the positive attention. Um, yeah, people love to hate on him as well, which is kind of unfortunate yeah it gets you a label on that kind of stuff even among other players um but i hope that he gets a shot on a real top end sec team um Mm -hmm. because he played like he deserved it for sure um yeah was was absolutely great this event um yeah i don't necessarily want to like i mean there my brain is just so all over the place with with everything about it like, this would just be like a rant. For yeah, you. that's basically what it's going to be. For, I mean, I, I just want to like rant about the whole... I, I want to rant about every single team and like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Man, I, it was... I watched like almost all of this event. First time I've been able to dedicate that much time. And uh, it was really mm-hmm. it was really nice and uh, was just unbelievably fun to watch. Um, the Elder Challenge, let's start with them because they qualified to the SPL first. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to say... As someone who has always been a big Ducky fan, out of game, and a little bit of a uh, oh, yeah. Ducky roaster in game from time to time, um, uh-huh. my man's went off. Like yeah. he played great. I felt like Ducky had the best understanding of what he wanted to do in the meta, and mm-hmm. picked according to it, played according to it, and built according to it. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. That is harder than it looks, especially like with so little time to prep. Um, and the Hounds as a whole looked really good. I mean, we know that Coast is okay. SPL they shouldn't level. have beat like, Glads. They shouldn't be have beat Glads. They should not have beat Glads, bro. The Glads were so good early game and so <laughs> bad late game. So bad late game. It was actually crazy. I was getting the biggest season six SSG box watching the glass. Dog, I was thinking of you guys. I literally thought of you guys. I wasn't kidding. I meant to tweet about it. I forgot. I was like, it doesn't matter how well they're playing in the early game. I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, bro. I literally don't know what's going to happen, man. I couldn't. I had no idea. The deaths they were having late game were crazy. The relic usage they were having late game was crazy. The Phoenix Siege is good lord. Good god. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm on it okay. right here, okay? Okay, sorry. If Dude Man Bro frontlines a Phoenix Siege and doesn't uh-huh. press a relic in an SPL game and I was mm-hmm. casting, I would lose my mind. <laughs> like, I would not be able to hold it in, bro. Because, look, I held it in. There were a lot of ADC players that were really uh-huh. notorious for this stuff. Arkill did that constantly. Just constantly would frontline, face tank every ult, whatever. Lose the mm-hmm. lose the siege. Netrioid, guilty. Super guilty of it. Guilty. <laughs> guilty. His positioning and relic usage was so bad, I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. In the late stages of the game. Like, oh my lord. It was... Because you knew it was coming every time. Like, the first time, sure. The second time, okay. The third time, like, bro, come on. The tenth time, it's on us? Bobby should have just inted so that he didn't get a chance to. Like, that was the only option. Like, you've got to... You know that that's just how it's going to be now. 
you got to play around it. Like, he was not changing a thing that whole time. I was losing it. I think, was it him or Scary that got Atlas 1-2'd into the Phoenix and died on Solo side? <laughs> I can't remember both who it was. <laughs> but yeah, Scary had some crazy deaths too. Yes! I'm like, what is happening? Every every fire giant, like, I don't know what's going to happen on these sieges. Bro, it's- I'm not even talking about D- I watched <laughs> Stu. I watched Stu. A man who went crazy on stage at finals not that uh-huh. long ago. Eat a whole Hunbatsal at 44 minutes in the game. He was playing Freya. He had beads and alt and Aegis. You know what he pressed? None of them. None of them. Did he die? No, he lived! But everyone else died because their ADC got chunked for 70% and then did nothing. Like, I literally could... I watched it back. I literally could... How did he have the presence of mind to not... Every ADC in the world insta panics both relics, which is also bad, but it makes sense. Huddle late game does some damage. It almost sold him. Bro, it almost sold him. He was like 30%. He had both relics. Go watch, Bobby. Go watch Levon. On God. Both relics. Your duo side, (laughs) Phoenix, 45 minutes in the game. My mans. Blink, Hunbat, Salt. Yep, I'm good. (laughs) What? I was just flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. Like, I he didn't die, so it's like, fine, I guess. Oh. But had him for the next fight. Uh, oh, yeah. God, my God. Who I want, I could talk about generous. just game five, like, of that set for 35 hours. Like, it, I just have so many thoughts. I couldn't believe... I'm just... A, I'm on full rant mode. You've got me started. Uh, I said... I was watching the game with, like, Meerkat and some people in Discord. And at, like, mm-hmm. minute 15, I was like, if they... If the wargs don't go poly, they can never siege. Like... Mm-hmm. They've got Hebo and Freya. You could build it on either one. Better on Hebo than Freya, but like, if you, when you just have that comp, you need to be able to kill the Phoenix whenever you get there, especially with how the event had gone. And yeah. Well, it, yeah, it, it seemed like one Phoenix down didn't really matter. Right. Like, and, yeah, the cleave autos make a huge difference. Like, the fire waves just don't pressure Titan. Like yeah, that was so. the biggest thing I was noticing. So, I don't know if like, it seemed like you need at least two Phoenixes down. So, like, I feel like. The more opportunities you have to get a Phoenix down, you should take it. Which it sounds really obvious, but I feel like you should be building for that as well. Like, just... If... Like, I don't know. It just seems like one Phoenix down doesn't matter anymore. And you need a lot of siege potential. Yeah. And even if you get, like, multiple Phoenixes down, I feel like the way the base is laid out, the narrow corridors, it's so hard to walk in sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you need to be drafting for, like, multiple things now. Um... You got to be able to pressure have, phoenixes. Like, a deeper understanding, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be able to like pressure phoenixes, and it's no, it's no like uh, surprise that Tiamat and Merlin were really good, even outside mm-hmm. of abusing the best build. Like those are two of the best siege defense mages in the game. So and really good on offense too, and really good on siege offense. Exactly. Yeah, I agree that Bobby said in chat that teams of this land also refuse to split a lot with fires, including them. I was surprised at that. Um, Especially with, like, runic bombs and that kind of stuff. I mean, splitting just gets so hard to defend if you can... I think you might be even able to, like, fan people out to 3-1-1 if you have a runic bomb mm-hmm. as one of, the, like, your solo agents. Like, I think that you can really put teams in bad spots. But, 
you just need to be able to kill phoenixes and you know crim's build like he still had stone of binding which is really good in the early mid i just don't think it does anything for you at 45 minutes into the game like it's not going to let you survive burst it's not going to help you kill anyone like polly is just better there uh Stu had Telkine's 45 minutes in the game, which is, like, fine, but you need to kill Phoenixes, so Polly, like, at least lets you do that. Um, I thought a lot of players built really poorly. Like, obviously, there were a lot of memes about, you know, early teams in the tournament not building uh, Tablet or Prophetic mm, Cloak yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but I think that it is clear. it was clear to me that players had not figured out what was best in competitive quite yet and maybe or maybe they have and that it's so different from what i thought would be the best but mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be honest I, I i did a lot of spl watching and analyzing for a long time and i'm pretty confident that what i was seeing was not what what they should have been going um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's it just like the these early in the season tournaments are so fun because it's so wide open um that's what we were yeah. talking about last time on the podcast, that I feel like people should just be playing what they think they're good at individually and try to film, form a team comp around it instead of trying to, like, form a meta. And I was really happy it's scary, like, going back to, like, picks like the Hades and just performing so well on it because I feel like that's one of his better gods. And you don't have to, like, know that Hades might not be the best meta in, like, a week or so or two weeks or so you just need to play what's best like right now yep and i feel like everyone should be doing that yes big agree on that like you needed to have merlin tiamat in your god pool but mm-hmm. if you didn't yeah, have I those agree. like come on what do you what are you really doing you needed to have maui in the god pool um he obviously looked yeah. very good yeah maui on this map is just crazy i mean maui before was pretty crazy at worlds but I think on this map is just crazy as well. I don't think he got any worse. And then his clear is really good early game as well. So yeah, just a highly value pick. And his lane two v two is crazy. His peels crazy. Like yeah, good job, Agro. Thanks. Uh, broke it. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about ADCs because the the talk was kind of going to be that it was all magical ADCs all the time. I thought Freya did not look as busted as her priority was. Um, yeah. I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Freya does one thing really good, and that's kill someone in a 2-1 combo. If you're not getting those opportunities, I feel like most other ADCs are better. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're not going to be able to... Like, there was one game Stu got an early lead, but couldn't utilize it at all. And I feel like that's one of Freya's biggest strengths, is once you get hastened, the other ADC can't farm. And you can just put a lot of pressure. What game was that? Was that game 3 or 4? four maybe i'm not gonna remember looking. they're all they're all just combined at this point i think we watched like what 40 smite games for all yeah four days, so. yeah i really did i was loving it yeah i was loving yeah it, it was game four yeah Stu got off to a huge lead early i think this mm-hmm. was the game where bobby like absolutely hard entered level one um <clears throat> yeah i mean he just, would never no bobby, he, bobby. No, look i said he was going off all week he was ex- for the few like there were a few moments where the, the <laughs> Like, the power flickered, you know? Like, (laughs) it was off, and then it was back on, but it was too late. Like, they were just some... uh, He was in the tower, and he's like, what? Whoa! (laughs) Alice can do me? What? 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 That doesn't seem right. On the tower line? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was. Like, Stu was so big this game, and I thought the exact same thing. Like, Dude Man's lane, especially his 
I mean, you know better than me, like, is... I feel like CERN should just be food to Freya. Like, yeah. if Freya's ahead. Yeah, the only way the CERN can really live if, if he hits the two... Because um, if he hits a two, then he's fine. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can obviously just ult afterwards if you get the beads with a two. But if he misses the two, you always kill him. Like, and also you can just sit in the jungle and force him to like take an awkward path back to lane yeah. as well. But I, it seemed like the one v ones in ADC weren't happening as often as I thought they would, and I don't know if that's because junglers can kind of be anywhere on the map right now, or if you just can't get efficient wards out, but. I feel like if you're getting a early kill with an Atlas Freya, then you should just be able to run it down? Yes, I agree. That game I... should have been over. Like, if from the duo side of the map, that game should have basically yeah. been over. Also, I think someone in chat said they first picked Freya. I do not understand that at all. Yeah. Uh, I get that she's good pressure in lane, she has good 1v1 potential, but the amount of mitigations that soul winners have... I mean, I haven't played much with Freya. I think she's banned, like, every ranked game. But mm-hmm. from what I was seeing, I feel like I wasn't seeing very many, like, Freya moments, except for one time at Gold where, like, Stu just bees and ran in and killed some guy and then baited their whole team. Right. But that that's an area I feel like is so rare to happen consistently. I I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't a big Freya fan either. Um, yeah. I, I mean... The, sorry, go ahead. And I kind of felt that way around Eldoran as well. Um... If you're picking Olo and their front line is unkillable, like they have CC mean ults or something to get out of it, I just feel like Oloran doesn't do that much. Right. He's just kind of there. Like, yeah, he has good lane pressure. Yeah, he's going to get the Bastions early. But you're always, like, susceptible to ganks. You're always susceptible if your beads are ulted down. Like, and that eliminates all of your pressure early game if the jungler has one good rotation or if the support has one good rotation on you. Yep. Um, I do think he's really good at fire giant fights sometimes, but... I don't know. I mean, obviously we haven't scrimmed yet, um, but yeah, I, I didn't really understand the Alderaan value either. Yeah, I really feel like there's a lot of uh, discussion about ADC strength and all that kind of stuff right now. Uh, mm-hmm. ADC did not look very good at this event, but this might, and maybe this is uh, th- this base could, this take could be totally off base. But I really feel like every ADC played pretty bad overall. Like, didn't build yeah. the way I, I thought they would be. Didn't play the, the way I thought they should. Didn't pick the way I thought was making the most sense to me. And then, yeah, they didn't end up looking that good. But, like, and maybe it is just such a hostile meta that they can't look good. But I kind of find that a little hard to believe. I kind of felt like that role as a whole, individually did not play well as players outside of what they were doing, like, you know, what their numbers would do in-game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think also it's a big difference from ADC landing in Season 9 to Season 10. Um, I think Coast is one of the biggest examples of that, where Coast would just kind of bully other ADCs and just kind of run it down. Mm-hmm. And then I think his first game on Wednesday we talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, he just got ganked and ganked and yep. ganked. And then after that, I was proud of Coast because he stopped kind of like jamming his dent as much, but he still would like pressure occasionally. <clears throat> right. And I think being able to make those transitions and are kind of difficult for ADC players because you get so used to playing a style for like a year and mm-hmm. then okay now the jungler can be here at 130 
Jungle can be here at two minutes. Jungle can be here at two thirty. We need like consistent wards out. Um, and I think for ADC players, it's kind of difficult. I mean, not obviously giving them like excuses for. I think the way they played was not well. Right, it's not good. Um, but yeah, I, I think there was a big difference for ADCs in how you lane now versus before. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I think. You know, Chad is all saying uh, it's the role isn't good in the meta and all that kind of stuff. And what I'm saying is, I think they made it look worse than it is um, with their with their play. Uh, generally yeah. speaking, um, I think ADC could have looked and been a lot stronger this event. Individually, I think most of the ADCs just did not play particularly well. And for what yeah. it's worth, I felt like a lot of the soul laners. We're kind of going off. Yes, I do mean literally all of them, Chatter. Yes, that is what I've said explicitly. Coast looked the best of all ADCs. Dude Man made it legitimately nearly impossible for his team to win any siege. Stewart ate a full Hunbat Salt. A full Hunbat Salt at 45 minutes into the game. Name any other ADC. They ran it, dude. They ran it down. They were hitting the wrong people. I'm, I swear to God... Something happened to all of those chairs in every booth. <laughs> the decision, uh, like, no, I, I was just, I, I felt like I was in the twilight I, zone. I think Coast played well towards the end. Coast played, Coast was the only one who played like a human. That whole, that whole event. I swear. I swear, bro. I watched Warchie int on so many picks and then oh, pop Warchie off on other ones, up. but... What was going on with him, bro? Like, what was happening? Like, Warchie was going buck wild, bro. Bro, he was having fun. I love, I love the pick some nonsense, run it down. My role sucks. Like, I love when I hear that, man. Like, what are we talking about, bro? Like, I'm not There's saying so many... ADC is the strongest role or anything like that. I'm just yeah. saying it is not a role that you can just go. Well, I'm worthless. Seventh been in every wave. I'm not doing, you know, my role yeah. isn't important, whatever. Like, they are there to end the game. Like, they need to be the ones to end games, and they were capable of ending games via the siege. And mm -hmm. many of the players did not play well on that, is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would completely agree with you. I yeah. feel like most pros would agree with you as well. Yeah, I, dude, every jungler, support, and soul laner watching ADCs play this event were like, oh, baby. Bro, imagine what Lavra would have done to these ADCs. Imagine. Oh, what, they would have eaten them alive, bro. He would have turned them inside out, bro. He would have been 15-0. and 0. Like, it would have been disgusting. Like, uh, yeah, anyways, okay. Um, overall, uh -huh. Elder Towns um, definitely looked like, uh, you know, despite not having, uh, maybe not... Having control of the gladiator set is the best way for me to put that and the nicest way for me to put that. Um, I think did make the least mistakes and sometimes that is good enough. And I think that is kind of what ended up happening. Um, yeah. Overall for that team. I think I was very impressed with how Ducky played, as I mentioned. I thought Coast was by far the best ADC and it really wasn't close. I thought Quig in Oath, showed a lot of uh, mental game that they needed to show me in, in this yeah, tournament. Agreed. Like, a lot of really good, you know, uh, late game performances after not having a good early game, you know, looking for their opportunities, all that kind of stuff. I was, I was happy with how they played. And Benny, despite not building Tablet, which is kind of criminal, um, played really well mechanically, the, the vast majority mm -hmm. of the tournament. So... 
Um, Hounds looked good, uh, and I'm excited to see what they do in the SPL. Um, they're gonna. It, it is oftentimes that we see teams play well in these events and then not play well in SPL. Last year's Valkyries are a great example of that. Um, but I just I'm, can't I'm wait they for can, like they can continue two to three months from now, and people are just saying friends league again. Yep, I'm just I'm just waiting for it. I'm already mentally preparing for the. Oh, it's a friends league. Why isn't this guy in it? It's uh, I'm I'm so ready for it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it. Bro, I'm sorry. I've been a soul jam truther for <laughs> so long. Everyone's asking me about Benny not building, or like mentioning Benny not building tablet. I just don't see a world where soul jam. If I have to choose, let's you know, mm-hmm. Benny's like I don't have room for it. It's too slow. All that kind of stuff. If you have to choose between soul jam and tablet as it's current as it currently is i, I feel like Merlin, i feel like it's not slow is it i feel like those procs are pretty easy they're fairly quick they're fairly quick like i'm buying tablet bro all again all i'm saying is tanks unkillable soul gem no pen i know the proc makes it do more damage on that ability but how about the rest you know like i, I, mm-hmm. I don't know i just felt like uh, yeah, I've said what I I've said what I need to say. I've said what I need to say. We can move on. We can move on. We can move on. Um, I'm very mentally stable right now, as you can tell for sure. <laughs> this, yeah. this tournament, like man, it, I was just feeling. I was just feeling about it. You know, I just had a lot of. I had a lot of uh, passion. A lot of raw emotion. Yes. I mean, same here. I was. I was surprised that Glides were able to turn it down or turn it around from uh, the Hound set into the rest of the weekend I, me too i mean that just i don't know who was turning their mentals around that team but to be that close to lose the 20k game after the mid phoenix siege that was really bad mid phoenix siege and then and even to come back against the wardens sets. they they were yeah. down 1-0 in an elimination set against the wardens el leon was absolutely 1v9ing them through the early game mm-hmm. and then late game like joshi and everyone kind of popped off uh and then games two and three, they just crushed them. Like, they just turned around mm-hmm. and crushed them. I really thought that the Gladiators might be done in that Warden set. They're clearly yeah. a better team than the Wardens were, but I thought their mentals might just be totally shot. Um, I was I was very impressed that they were able to keep it together for that set. And then, again, to do it when it came to the Warg set was, was pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they perform in SPL after their mental resilience that they showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, they've they've got a lot they need to improve on, though. Like, a lot. Uh, (laughs) Which is crazy. I didn't think that I'd be saying that about the Gladiators in particular because they have so much experience and so much talent and all that kind of stuff. Like, normally, you know, I'd be saying that about a team like the Valkyries last year who have a lot of rookies or, like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But, man, like... There has to be so much uh, work being put in because mm-hmm. let's say they made and, and I don't mean to call out the gladiators in particular. Like it, it is really true for the hounds as well. If I would be saying the exact same thing about the wargs if they had made it. Let's say they made fifteen mistakes in the course of a game. An SPL team will beat you for like making two. Of that magnitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you... Th- or sometimes just one. If you or sometimes one just fight, one. Right. You're just cooked. Sometimes just one if it's at the wrong time. So they are... Uh, 
they've got a lot they need to work on. But there is a lot to build off of, I think, if you're the Glads. Like, I thought Snoopy, outside of uh, a rough Agni game um, earlier in the tournament and some some rough relic usage uh, in general, Snoopy looked mechanically really, really good. I thought that he uh, really gapped Krim in their set up against the mm-hmm. wargs pretty hard. Um yeah, I Krim, thought Scary looked revitalized. I thought Inbound looked revitalized. Like, I think there's there's stuff to work with here. Yeah, I think Bobby had the best performance on that team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he was by far the most consistent player for them. And yeah, well, Except when the power quick, flickered. Yeah, when, except when that moment. I mean, that's not his fault, his power flickered. Right. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed with Krim's performance. Uh, Me too. Especially with how much, I guess, hype was coming behind him uh, i think both of us talked about it as well yeah um, i tweeted about uh, it dude his set thursday was like nearly perfect yeah i just expected him to carry that through to the better teams and i f- think he had a hebo game that was just crazy i don't even know if they ended up winning that game i, th- I think it was him where he just died so many times early game and i was like what yeah. are you doing he went oh and seven on hell in the early games s- slow it down a little bit but didn't they win the hell game or something? They did. He popped off late, but the only reason they got there was because everyone else was popping. Um, mm-hmm. I really felt like, and this is no disrespect to Krim or to Stu, but I felt like the Wargs front three were crazy good. Basically all tournaments. Sam had some, yeah, some Aqua like really power well flicker too. moments, but Sam also had some absolutely crazy moments. Like the Thordunk everyone will talk about, but... Mm-hmm. Like there were there were multiple games I thought where Sam was just literally in control of the entire map from like the minute they spawned in until the game was over. Um, yeah, Aqua looked like season four Benji in some in some games. Like he was just going, he could not miss a Herc two. Like mm-hmm. looked unkillable. I thought Gamma played really really well basically all week. Um, I think Gamma's picks were kind of bad. I don't think the Atlas was great in particular. Yeah, the Atlas didn't end up doing a whole lot. I feel like the... I, I, do, I don't disagree that the picks ended up hurting them, but I felt like his mechanical execution... Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, though. ...was really good in his positioning and his builds and all that kind of stuff. Um, I really feel like the wards just lacked in the back line, which is, like, n- something I never would have expected to say because, you know, we're both high on Krim. We're both very, very high on Stuart. Like, I'm losing mm-hmm. my mind about this Hunbat's alt play, but... Stewart is obviously, obviously SPL level. Like, that dude is mm-hmm. obviously good enough to be on a very, very good SPL team. It's unfortunate. You know, I'm obviously rooting for him to make it back uh, in the future. Um, but for this week, in this week only, he was not I, good enough to, to make it back. I will say, I think there's something about placing high worlds and then being late on adapting to new metas and new playstyles. Mm. Um, I think sometimes you get into habits of playing. That's uh, kind of what we talked about earlier with the ADCs in Season 9 adapting to Season 10. I feel like you kind of... You're, the way you feel about the game changes and the way you want to pick changes and your pace changes... And I kind of feel that happened to Stu, where I feel like Stu wasn't completely adapted to what he should have been playing and how he should have been positioning, mm-hmm. especially on a brand new map. Um, I feel like positioning as a backliner is probably harder now than it is, obviously, 
anytime during the rest of the year. Yeah. Where you're just thrown into a brand new map and you just need to adapt on the spot to yep. qualify. And I, yeah, I think Stu is way better than his performance that he showed. 100%. 100%. Stu is an SPL level ADC and deserves to get another shot. And uh, whether it's, you know, being picked up by a team or qualifying mm-hmm. through another team. But for this week, he did not play well enough. Um, yeah, agreed. And Which is just unfortunate. Bro, thing, oh my god, I just remembered my least favorite moment. This might have tilted me. No, the Hunbats all tilted me more than anything else. This was the second most tilting play of the tournament. Game four of the Wargs Glad set. The, the Glads are coming down solo side Phoenix. And Krim... It finds himself a perfect spot. He's in the jungle. They don't. They're never gonna have it warded because they didn't have any pressure on their side. Dude, man is walking up. He has no relics. Crim's playing Agni. He wants him. He doesn't two on him to bo- to to kill him with bomb. He has all three bombs. He doesn't bomb. He doesn't do anything. He won. He just won. They would have absolutely not been able to end if he kills Dude Man there. There is no chance. He could have killed the whole the whole team. Because they were just coming out of a thing. They were just coming out of a team fight. And everyone had used oh, everything. I think I remember that. He could have yeah, killed I, them I all that. right there. And he... Uh, I don't know. Like, it it, it just... <laughs> that's just what happened to my brain, bro. I literally was like, he's going to kill them all. He's going to kill them all. He's... What? What? Like, it, it just absolutely broke my brain, dude. And I know Krim is really good. I don't want anyone to think that mm-hmm. I think he sucks... But that play sucked. That play was so bad. That was like the worst option. Dashing in was a better option. Because at least you could one for one yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to kill him. It looked like he... Uh, no, I'm not going to go. That drove me crazy. His power flickered. Bro, his power was all the way off. Like, he lost... Yeah, he, he, his power disconnected. Like, it, uh, he killed him eventually, yeah. but DMB did like half the, ti- the Titan's health. Was that the game where DMB got really fed on Olerod? No, he was CERN. Oh, okay, okay. Bro, I'm going to send yeah. you that clip. Because okay. Doug was in the perfect position, too. Doug saw it out of the spectator. He wrote, he he gets in the Krim POV. I was ready, bro. It was Yeah, Doug be had a moment. really good weekend. Doug had a great, great weekend, yeah. for sure. Great weekend. Tough on a new His map. Because, perf- like, the ge- yeah, you know, the, there are angles that you can't really shoot from well. And he also, he was locked in. Maui jump has been going buck wild. I know, bro. bro. I that know. is throwing every direction. I, I don't know where that it's, Maui's going. It's only spectator, man. It doesn't look like that in game. <laughs> it so makes me funny. so sad. It makes me so sad. Every time I see it, I'm just like, ah, like it hurts me personally. Because there are times that Maui was swinging in a different direction. There was time the camera would just like. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. So so sad, and it's like one of those things that, like, okay, let's be, let's all be real for a second, okay? Uh huh. It, it it's obviously like it's obvious. It doesn't look good, all that kind of stuff. But like, there are no matter how much bandwidth we have, there's just some things that need to take priority, and some things don't. And in terms of the over, you know, what it does for our daily active users. Does oh, fixing yeah, that yeah, bug course, do anything? Course, like, yeah. probably yeah. not. But, uh, God, does it hurt me. Like, you know, we're aware. We're going to fix it when we get a chance. But it's like, it's... are we fixing that or this other, like, way more important thing? And so, who knows when it's going to get done. Um, and it just makes me sad. 
Yeah, it's same with like Nozzle, where the camera switches to Nozzle and it like flies like yep. really far forward. Yeah, I think sometimes it does with like Heimolt too, where it like tries to follow the person or something. Yep. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. The spectator is just funny. I I like it. You never know what's gonna happen. You you really don't. You really don't. Um. Okay. I feel better. Um. Nice. You know, it's therapy Wednesday. I have therapy on Wednesday yep. mornings, as I've said. Uh, I had therapy this morning, and now I feel like I've had therapy again, getting to talk about You're this. You're welcome. Um, big congrats to the Gladiators and the Hounds. Uh, mm-hmm. And was a 10 out of 10, fun event, would watch again. Um, excited to see what they're going to do in the SPL. I think, uh, I think it's going to be fun. It's time for the random question of the week, because I'm, like, all tuckered Woo-hoo! out. I got, I got myself all worked up. Here. Yeah, sorry, bud. No, it's... It's what needed to happen. Um, okay, I'm heading over to our uh, to our good old community Discord here, which you can be a part of by going to patreon.com slash backliners. Uh, I know a couple people were posting about their thoughts on what was happening through the weekend and all that kind of stuff, and I was, like, too... I was too in the zone to, like, even notice that I was getting notifications. But uh, it's a cool place. Patreon.com slash backliners. Place to go if you want to support us directly. Um, Timmy... Asked, what is an obscure thing that you were fond of or it worked so well you remember it? His is his dad had a furniture dolly that worked so well that if I use another dolly, it just doesn't compare. That's a great question. Uh, I don't know if this is obscure, but putting a rubber band on top of a jar to open it. What? Yeah, if a jar is like hard to open, you can put a rubber band on the jar lid and turn it and it'll just pop open really easy. No, I think Timmy's looking for something like, uh, like mine, mine would be my old baseball glove. Like that baseball uh, glove, like when I use other baseball gloves, like it doesn't feel like that one. You know what I mean? But it like was just destroyed. That's a great tip for the record. I'm going to use that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay with my rubber bands. I don't think I had anything. Understood. That one rubber band just went off for you. Yeah. It was reliable. It's got to be a thick boy. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay, Thick, Thick rubber Boy Rubber Band. There you go. Uh, Master Zaheer asks, We all know that if Artemis trapping was an Olympic sport, Barracuda would bring home the gold. What That's random talent do you have outside of Smite that you think you could bring home the gold for Team USA? It might be ranting for me. I feel like I can really piece together a good rant on the fly. If yours is ranting, mine is not caring. <laughs> they just like mine show you a bunch of things being, and you go, okay. Yep, you don't care. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, do your all thing. right. Nice, you're such a agreeable Southern gentleman, Barry. Yeah. You know, that's that's like a, except on a few things. Except on a few, which things. I don't. Yeah, some some things I'll fight you for, but most of the time you can just rant. Like bread, is that one of them? Uh, I'm not picky about bread. I feel like most bread's pretty good. There you go. Um, Masters here also want to know: Do you have a memory that plays on a loop in your brain? Oh no. Uh, so as a, as a kid, uh, there was a really tall slide Mm -hmm. and I was there with my grandpa and there was a, it was like a big park and there was a ton of slides and I had two rocks that I was taking to every slide and I would race the rocks down and like keep tally of who won. Um, so there was a really tall metal slide, like one of those slides you have to like climb several stairs to go Mm -hmm. up like fleets, fleets of stairs, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I decided to race my rocks down. And so I raced my rocks down, and the entire park just stared at me on top of the slide. Like, 
what is this idiot kid doing? Because it just, <laughs> it just rang the whole way down, and it would not end. And I felt so stupid just sitting there on top of the slide, and I was like, I don't want to ride down this slide, because then everyone's going to know <laughs> what stupid kid sent two rocks bouncing down this slide. So yeah, that's... I still think about that. I thought about that story earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it the same? Did you? Would you just grab two rocks, or did you have the same, the same two, two rocks? Ro- okay, you would just yeah, carry like them around. Yeah, two tiny rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, would it, yeah. What made those two rocks special? Do you remember? Nope. They were just gray. One was light gray, one was dark gray. So, okay. right. Do you remember who won the most between the light nope. gray and the dark gray? I was too embarrassed. I Bro, forgot. it's okay. No one's going to judge you if you remember, you know? Like, it's okay. No, I, I, I genuinely do. <laughs> also, I couldn't even, like, keep track of the last one because I was so embarrassed to look over the ledge to see. Because it was one of those spiral ones. So, like, yeah. Okay. Anyways, on to your story. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't have one... Uh, like Barra had right off the top of the dome, that was really good. Um, I have a very visual memory, um, and so I feel like there are a lot of memories that I have that I remember very clearly in my head. But they don't. None of them like really loop. It's just kind of if it's applicable to a situation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like lots of uh, strong associations for for memories and that kind of stuff that like if i hear a song or something like that i'll think about like i can really picture myself like at my first concert was a dashboard confessional and say anything concert 10 out of 10 Ugh. unbelievable i was like right up next to the speaker i literally couldn't hear afterwards um mm-hmm. and i can like v- feel what it was like like being there and all that kind of stuff, like, very clearly. But nothing that's really, like, on a loop, necessarily. Um, okay, and then, finally, our good old friend... Am I allowed to say their name on I the don't podcast? Know. I was thinking I don't know about if, spo- if it's sponsor-safe. Let's go Let's BW. Yeah, BW. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that works. B-Dubs asked, uh, if you have to play one single-player video game for the rest of your life, <clears throat> what would it be? I do not partake in this. <laughs> You, you have no single-player games. I You're ready to go. D- no, I would play a single-player game for maybe a week tops before I'm losing my mind. Wow. Mine might be... I might cheat and say some, like, sports game where I feel like, you know, I could play, like, a million seasons value. of MLB The Show. You know, like, that would, yeah. that would be really easy. Um, I've never played, like, Elden Ring. Um, but I feel like that would be a good answer because, you know, there, there's just like so much content or whatever. Uh, Skyrim, I tried for, I tried playing Skyrim for the first time, maybe like four years, three or four years ago. And, uh, I got into the first, like, I got like an hour in, um, and I, that game is not playable in the, in like the year 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. all you Skyrim fans out there, and I know there are endless amount of you, that game is not playable. I mean, it gets re-released every year, so... Yeah, it... No one should... No one who hasn't played that game before would play that game and be like, yeah, th- I'm having a great time. Like, it just this doesn't... the game. It's just too old. Like, it, the, the, it doesn't feel good to play. Like, mm-hmm. I understand... There's a lot that I find very appealing about it. it. I feel the same way about The Witcher 3. Everything about The Witcher 3 is basically perfect. Like, it is basically perfect, except for the combat... And I quit playing The Witcher 3 because the combat was so bad. It is unplayable. And yes, I tried, like, combat mods, whatever. It's, it's, it, you can't do it. Like, it's not, it's not good. It doesn't feel good to use. And it, that's important. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, I would be tempted to say like MLB The Show, and if I wouldn't cheat in that way, and it'd be like a more traditional single player game. Um, I really loved her, the first Horizon Zero Dawn. That's that's one of them. Um, I really love Resident Evil Four. That's one that that's Resident Evil Four is a single player game I've beaten the most. Um, I just can't think of a game that I'd be happy to come back to. Yeah, it'd be tough, man. It'd Especially, like, nowadays. Maybe earlier, like, if I was, like, a kid, like, maybe, like, 7 to, like, 13 years old, mm-hmm. I feel like I could play a single-player game a lot and have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I don't think there's any way where I could enjoy a single-player game for more than a week. Maybe, I think someone in chat said Mario 64. I feel like I could play that only for the reason of speedrunning it and, sure. like, competing as other people that way. But if it was... Non-speed run, non-competition, non-community, like, based or anything, and me just sitting down playing the game by myself, I don't think I have a game where I would be enjoying it for yeah longer than a week. Yeah, I don't think I could do it forever. I think I could play, like, MLB The Show basically forever. Like, I think I could do that. Yeah. Any other, like, type of game, it just wouldn't change enough, um for me but would be fun griff said borderlands 2 that is a good answer borderlands 2 is a great game um do you ever play any of the borderlands games barry that's like kind of Uh, it's a co-op yeah i played it and then got bored yeah fair enough it's shooters that you're not shooting other people and you're shooting like cpus is are really boring to me like i don't get satisfaction out of like looting anymore or like getting slightly stronger it just kind of feels like a grind where it's not you've ascended yeah, I would rather be grinding on, like, a game like Diablo. Well, back in the game. Back in the day Diablo, not the sure. latest Diablo games. Um, or, like, a style like that over, like, shooting and grinding that way. Fair enough. Makes sense to me. Well, there you have it, B-dubs. Those are... Barra would quit gaming forever before he dares yep. touch a single-player game. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's that. All right, that's it for this episode of The Backliners. Uh, big shout-outs to everyone for coming out. Appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week with another episode. I know we talk, We said we'd have some people from SPL play-ins on. I am planning on doing that next week. But I just did, I knew I was going to be going off this episode. And it, yeah. what are they going to say when I'm like inbounds inting to at level one? You know what I mean? Like, Bobby doesn't want to be on the podcast here and that. Now he this- wants to hear it from, from, from chat. This podcast was your podcast, so this, that's right. This was this was to make you feel better, and we we succeeded. It is, it is. Uh, scream! I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, that's just a, a blanket statement. Uh, wow. I don't have to clarify okay. that for the podcast that isn't reading chat whatsoever. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, Barra, you know what to do. Bye. Clean, clean. Oh, so good. Goodness, yeah. we did it. We did it. And under an hour, by the way, that was like a normally sized podcast. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You started Smite Talk at minute one. Minute one? I was geared and ready to go today. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because you were so gassed up from before. Yeah, probably true. A lot of of venting to do. Not me.